The Bo Show. Most of us in the LGBT community want to live common, everyday lives. What's more everyday than waiting in line for a slice of pizza after a fun night out with your friends? Well, Chief Development Officer for AIDS Research Center Ohio, Joel Diaz, was waiting in line for pizza and found himself being targeted because he's gay. But this slice of real life has a happy ending. He wrote about it on the HuffingtonPost.com under the title, The Incredible Story of What Happened When Two Gay Men Were Harassed While Waiting for Pizza. Joel, welcome to the show. How are you? Good. Thank you for having me. How are you guys? Pretty good. Doing well. Uh, Joel, I have to say I love, love, love your story. It was the best way for me to kick off the new year because I think all of us have been in a situation where we had something similar happen to us, but it didn't turn out as beautifully as it turned out for you. So why don't you start a little bit by telling us exactly what happened to you uh, that one night out with Ethan? Yeah, we were... uh after a night of being out in the town, we decided to uh, walk up to one of the food trucks that we have here in town in the Short North, which is our kind of gay neighborhood arts district. And, um, you know, it's actually located outside of a gay bar, so it's pretty funny how this all went down. But uh, we walked up to the truck, and, you know, we waited in line, as typical at the, at the food truck at that hour. And we were holding hands and standing close together because it was cold. I don't know where the guy in front of us just turned around and said, hey, uh, you guys need to come out. He said, it's disgusting, and I don't want to see it. And, you know, immediately I just was taken aback by someone telling me that in public and much, you know, in the neighborhood like that. I thought it was really surprising. Absolutely. The first thing I thought about was, what was going through your head when that happened? And also, what did you say? What were the first words out of your mouth? How did you respond? So I, I kind of, you know, told him, hey, you know where you're at? Are you serious with this right now? And he was <laughs> like, yeah. He's like, you guys are disgusting. Kept going on. At that time, without any prompting, the people behind us actually spoke up. It was a couple, and they started telling him, hey, stop it, like, don't do this, it's not cool, uh, nobody does this anymore. People, other people in line started chiming in uh, as well, telling him to just cut it out, and he kind of kept going and was getting louder, increasingly getting louder, and um, you know, he dropped the fag word here and there, and um, a friend of ours was actually standing in front of him, and he turned around and started arguing with them and kind of talking to him, uh, you know, and he just wouldn't stop. From what I read, there was also a point when the people who worked at the food truck, Mikey's Late Night Slice, actually got involved too, right? Yeah. At that point, the guys in the pizza truck actually leaned out the window and told him to, to cut it out and stop uh, with all his spewing this hate. They were like, you know what, this is it. We don't tolerate this in our body. We support everyone in our community. And we're not going to serve people like you here. And so they were like, you need to get out of line. Everybody in line was kind of like, you know, supportive of us. And, you know, they were like, are you guys okay? And we're like, yeah, you know, we're good. Um, it wasn't a situation where it got too confrontational. Um, but it was pretty amazing to kind of step away from that experience and, and to see that these perfect strangers had come to kind of our rescue and help um, in that way. And, and the guys in the pizza truck had actually been willing to take a stand in that way. So it was a pretty amazing experience overall. You know, I just have to say that I read it in lunch, and I don't know what about it totally made me cry. And I'm at my yeah. desk, and everyone's around, and I'm like, I'm fine, I'm fine. The way you wrote it, it's like you're there, which is awesome. And for me, it really hit a chord of people stepping up for each other and doing the right thing. And this man can't go home and not think about this. And, you know, he had a friend that was with him who kind of, um, he kept getting a phone call and stepping her from the line. His friend actually came back and apologized to us when he found out what happened. Yes. Um, it, it was pretty amazing. And the people behind us, the straight couple behind us, actually offered to buy our pizza that night. Oh, wow. wow. 
Yeah, it was incredible. Like there were small, just little things here and there. And I remember just walking away and standing there with Ethan, and he was just like, Ethan was really surprised. Ethan is 22, and he just came out uh, like that Thursday before this happened. So I mean, he literally is just brand new to all this in terms of being openly gay. And um, you know, so for him, it was a totally different experience. I've actually been out for a long time now and been around these types, types of situations before, but I had never seen anything like that. Um, you know, in, in terms of perfect strangers really just stepping up and, and making their voices heard in that way. And so I was really moved. And I remember thinking, like, I'm going to post about this tomorrow. Joel, <laughs> <laughs> so what I liked about your story was the fact that earlier this, uh, at the top of the year, I was having a conversation about how we could help advance the gay movement and actually uh, get a little bit more support. And someone asked me, how can we do that? And I said, you know what? People have to stand up for themselves. And I remembered like walking to work one day and seeing two gay couples at different times throughout the day, maybe like 15 minutes apart, holding hands and actually being out there and standing firm and showing who they are. And when someone like you stands up for who they are, that guy now knows not to do that again. I have to say, I think that's awesome. And I love when people in our community take a stand. Yeah, no, exactly. And I think people underestimate the power of their voice. And, mm. and that was my big takeaway from that. You know, what I wanted people to take away from that experience was, you know, our voice, we have to utilize it. Otherwise, we risk, you know, being always constantly oppressed and letting them always have the advantage in those situations. You know, I do a lot of bullying work. I think we don't have enough examples of ally behavior. We always yeah. we always hear about the targets and the people who do the bullying. But this is an amazing example of ally behavior and what you just said about using your voice to be an ally. So that's awesome. You know, it's uh, one of the comments that I got uh, off of Facebook from one of my friends. He's actually the director of the Ohio Psychological Association. And um, he he posted on there that his colleagues have been sending this article around and that one of them is actually using it as part of a training session for allies. Yeah, amazing. So, yeah, so it's funny that you said that because that was something that I never even thought about, but obviously it's on people's radars in that way, in that context. So definitely got its uh, share of visibility. And I'm thinking of doing the same thing, so now I'm definitely going to do it. <laughs> but I'm going to act like it was my idea. <laughs> Joel, so what's going to happen? I'm sure this is like maybe a, uh, you know, it's a neighborhood. So what's going to happen if you ever see this guy again? You know, I don't know. I mean, uh, I actually, I was, uh, I brought to some friends today, and they were asking me if I'd been back to the pizza truck, and I actually haven't because I haven't been out since then. Uh, you know, if I see him, I I say hi, and you know, you know, the one question I kept getting on the comment section of a lot of these posts was, "What if I had offered to buy buy the guy his pizza?" And I really thought about that afterwards. I was like, you know, the thought didn't even occur to me when I was in line because I was so shocked that it all happened. <laughs> but you know, in, in in terms of like flipping the coin in that way and just being like, here, you know, you may have been this way, but like, here's I'm I'm doing a gesture that bigger than me, you know, bigger than us right now here. And, and We're kind of making faces right now because I don't understand why he would be rewarded for his behavior. Right, right. Well, the whole thing was, you know, take the high road in this situation afterwards and show us the different sides of humanity, I guess, in that context. Yeah, I think that uh, you not punching him in the face was taking the high road. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Joel, as we wrap up, I want to say I absolutely love something you wrote. You said, the arc of the moral universe does bend towards justice and we are not alone in the struggle so we must never forget to speak up and make our voices heard no matter where we find ourselves. I thought that was wrapped up beautifully. It was so well written. And 
like Jason Simler, I teared up too. So uh, I'm proud of you, and I'm glad you didn't buy him a slice of pizza. I like taking the high road, but I also love when people stand up for themselves, and you're a great representation of that. That's why we want to talk to you today. Well, thank you. I appreciate you guys having me, and I appreciate you sharing the story. Uh, I think that's what uh, my biggest thing was. I wanted it to get out there, and I never expected this type of response, so thank you for that. These kind of things right. just happen on their own. You made it into something greater. You took a bad situation and made it into something beautiful. Thank you. I appreciate yeah. that. Thanks for joining us, Joel. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Okay. Yeah,